Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of The Devil's Due. Courts is back in session. I am your host, Carl Dooney, and with me, as always, is a man who only knows three truths. Serve the public trust, protect the innocent, and uphold the law. Mr. Drew Celestino. And uh, there may or may not be a fourth hidden truth, but... I, I I don't know. <laughs> well, try to attack your boss at work. You'll find out. Uh, that's, that's risky, man. I just got this job. I don't know. <laughs> you say, boss, I just got to try something out here. You're under the, arrest. The, you you may have a weapon pointed at you, um, but don't be afraid. This is your, either going to work out poorly for me or poorly for you. <laughs> How What's you doing, up? sir? Okay, I'm good. I'm here good. we are. We're back again. We are. Guess who's back? We're back. Back again. Is that a thing? That's a thing, isn't it? Uh, it's from a uh, Eminem song. Yeah, that yeah. sounds right. <laughs> How was your week, sir? Twas good. Uh, good we weeks. had we had we had we had a lot to on our on our plate here to yeah. talk about this week that so happened. So much, so much happened. Uh, Easter happened. It was all right. So uh, went a little smoother than I anticipated. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes you just not are not in the mood for Family. gatherings. So I survived. We're always in the mood for gatherings. It's family gatherings that were just like, yeah, can I know, get out of this? I got, I got out on skate. It was good. No, it was good. Cool. It was good. Good, good times. Good times. Um, yeah, man, that's, that's really the only big thing that happened for me this week. Other than that, we had our little cookout on Friday for game night. Yeah, that was fun. Went well. Um, fired up my charcoal grill for the first time. I'm usually a gas guy, so this is a whole new frontier of smoke and fire and ways to burn my house down it's it's a wonderful world charcoal grilling it's something uh it's a lot of work more it work, is more work than turning on the propane but that's okay yeah I'm up for it sometimes when you get home you just want to flip the propane on and get some convenience quick dinner yeah charcoal doesn't have that charcoal gives you much more flavor though yeah yeah I mean, if i throw some chips down maybe yeah on its own it's do a little some, do some smoking yeah, smoke is that's what smoke is what the flavor is. It's also what the cancer is. Eh. 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 Column A, column B. You gotta weigh the options here. Uh but no, not um not a whole ton of uh momentous occasions for the weekend. Um let's see, did anything happen on Saturday? Went out to dinner with my best friend who was in town for New York, uh you know, for for with his, you know, Easter visit and whatnot. Cool. Went to Santa Cerro's on uh, Niagara Street. Good Italian place um ironic because he's polish but that's their, their family loves going there so i decided sure. to join them uh had a nice little walk on the uh the break wall out by under the peace bridge there yeah that was yeah it was nice nice and then um yeah watched uh two more episodes of mystery science theater still good yep my complaints still stand uh but they're common complaints so it's not like they're i'm not gonna throw anything outlandish yeah. at you wife and i started watching the first episode we're laughing. Yeah, it was fun. that's all you got to do. That's all it's for. Yeah. Don't repeat to yourself. It's just a show. I should really just relax. It's in the theme song, man. Just, <laughs> just don't take it too seriously. It's because it's, it's not. <laughs> that's almost hypocritical coming from you. In this case, you are not one to just relax. No, I'm not. But the fact that they put the disclaimer in the show, then it's okay. That's their mantra that I must follow. <laughs> when it's something else that's like serious, that they start getting shifty with then i get mad gotcha then you can't then you can't pull the well relax man it's just a movie it's like well, 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 why does it exist then 
Anyway. So in other words, if a movie you're about to see is going to be bad, you want a disclaimer in front of it that it is a bad movie. Uh, it helps. <laughs> ben Affleck comes out in Justice League and is like, look, folks, I'm just cashing the paycheck here. <laughs> Remember that I'm movie sorry. called Paycheck? Yeah. This is the sequel. This is the sequel. Justice League. Then he flashes uh, his paycheck to the screen. That'd be see that. Then I'd be like, "Oh, okay. Well, okay. he he warned us, so now I don't have to care." I, I don't think he really has to say it at this point. No, the interviews say all. Yeah. Um, there may or may not be a uh, road date for the long cold dark happening. Ooh. So um, yeah, Hitting the road July twenty first. We may, as long as I can logistically. Dot all the I's and cross all the T's. There may be a show in Brooklyn happening for the long cold. Brooklyn, Dark. Brooklyn, nice. Yes. So uh, let's. Do you need a roadie? Yeah, <laughs> actually, <laughs> might be a little tight quarters in the car, but yeah, well, it's not going to be me. I was oh. just asking if you need a roadie. Oh, we would well. like put it like a listener contest or something. Sure, you can road for us. <laughs> Don't break my guitars. That's all I ask, man. Yeah, it's exciting. Could happen. It's, nice. it's out right now. We're on the bill, so uh, now it's just a matter awesome. of getting everyone on board, and that's proving to be a little tricky. But we'll make it happen. Yep. So, um, yeah, I don't have much else here. What's up with your week? Uh, my week was was okay. Uh, like you mentioned, we had a game night Friday night, and I picked up a new game that hopefully we can get a play in on it this week. Um, also picked up because we were all kind of jacked up on Star Wars Friday, which we'll get to in news. Uh huh. Um, picked up a Millennium Falcon, for the mm, X Wing game. X Wing. Yes, I've since picked up another ship. <laughs> Welcome to the rabbit hole, sir. Yep, I'm okay with it because it's a lot of fun. Want to play it again? The local shop does uh, X Wing nights. I think I might go to that. This there you week. go. So check that out. Nice. So, yeah, that was Friday. Uh, Saturday was kind of, I don't think we really did anything on Saturday. We were just kind of relaxed. Uh, Sunday was church in the morning. We went to the early service because, you know, everybody goes to church on Sunday. Sure. Uh, so we went to the 830 service. Beat the crowd. Yeah, our, our church does uh, four services. They do a Saturday night service and then an 8.30, 10 o'clock, and 11.30 service. Wow. Okay. Typically, we are at the 10 o'clock service because it's a nice, you know, you can kind of sleep in. You don't have to get up too early. <laughs> um, but we went to the 8.30 service, and then we went to kind of dinner at my mom's. Kind of uh, dinner? Yeah, it was a little early for dinner, a little late for lunch. What time was this? Uh, like 3.30. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's, think of like- What time br- would you actually think of physically eat? Around like quarter or four. Yeah, it's early. Yeah, so think of, think of like brunch, but you know, not but in dinner. between breakfast it's and like lunch. like a liner. Yeah, there you go. It's liner. We had liner. Liner. All right. Or dunch. Doesn't dunch sound like a dirty word? <laughs> Dropped a dunch. So and take a were, wicked dunch. Yeah, there were six of us, and my mom made enough food for twenty people. Yeah, that's Granny did the same thing. For like brunch. seriously, twenty pound ham for six people. For six people. Well, that's full, three, three pounds a piece plus some full dinner size lasagna dish. Okay. Full dinner size macaroni and cheese dish. Potato salad. 
Uh, all like side stuff. So in other words, you have food for the week, if not the month. Yes. All right. Yes. That's, that's not bad. It's not yep. a bad thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Monday. <laughs> Some point to tell you about Monday. So we've got um, we've got HBO now, which is is, is that different than Go? Yes. Oh. HBO Go. You have to have HBO as part of your cable package to get it. Okay. HBO now is their streaming service. What's the difference? You don't need HBO but it's on the your same cable. content. It's all the same content. You pay more. Uh, it's like Netflix. It's like oh. 12 bucks a month or something like that. Okay. So we have that. So it's nice to get like a new movie every Saturday. Sure. This Do you get week? the shows? Huh? Do you get the shows? Yeah, everything's oh. on HBO. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. Past, that's, pres- that's where the past money and is. present yeah. is, on, is on that app. Um, Suicide Squad came on this week. Oh, you. Well, lucky you. I watched it. I'm sorry. And I found out what is wrong with the DC films. Everything? Well, besides that. <laughs> um, they they cast well. Uh-huh. And you've got good characters and bad movies. Okay. Like, Henry Cavill is a great Superman. He could be. He, he is. Like, in the, when you think back to... Because I know you don't watch BVS... Uh, but we think I've seen back parts to like, of it on TV. We think back to bad. <laughs> Man versus or Man of Steel. Uh huh. Just the parts where he's just being Superman, just like talking to people and whatnot. He's very believable as that character. Yeah, and he he works. He looks like the character. He, he works as the character. Could he use a spit he's, curl, but sure. He's, he's close. To, he doesn't even have a spit curl in the comics anymore. I know what's going on in the world. Anyway, um, I'm saying it's, I I don't mind that he doesn't have a spit curl. Fair enough. The spit curl does not define the character for me. But the undies do. <laughs> anyway. Um, Batman vs. Superman. When he's not shooting people with his guns. Yeah. Or like stabbing them through the neck or everything. You're like, I would like to see Ben Affleck as Batman in a movie that Zack Snyder has nothing to do with. I was of the opinion he would be great. And in Suicide Squad, he's the couple times Batman shows up. It's very good as Batman. I, he is believable as Batman. What I found surprised me about Suicide Squad is I enjoyed the characters, but the movie itself is hot garbage. Like the plot, everything else. Like you know, Will Smith as Deadshot was great. Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn was great. Oh my God, Amanda Waller. Okay, so put her in every freaking movie. Um, but the movie itself, the movie itself is garbage. It's hot garbage. That's that's a problem. And it's not even like the whole things we've discussed before with DC films where there's no color and whatnot. The tone actually fit this movie. Okay. But it was still hot garbage. They tried too hard to make a Guardians type movie. You could tell that from them switching the classic songs every 15 minutes. Well, I, I, I knew that from the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of like DC good characters and bad films they're kind of sticking to the superman three and four formula that's a bad place to be yeah that's you don't not be there. what you want to do no i was i was legitimately surprised how much i enjoyed the characters well in suicide squad and just the, the even even jared leto's joker as awful as he looks his, the the visual is terrible yes his performance was decent decent yeah it's not like a redefining joker it's a serviceable Joker. It's a Joker that will work. Is 
Is it wrong that I want more than that for the Joker, though? Like, shouldn't he be good? You can't expect Heath Ledger every time. You can't I, expect I, Mark Hamill every time. Then what are we doing what, here? What is great about those is that, I mean, unfortunately, you know, we're never going to get a Heath Ledger Joker. No, no. That's kind of what makes a little more spe- that performance a little more special. Sure, sure, sure. You know, Mark Hamill's performance, we get it again every once in a while in like a movie or something, but we don't get it with the frequency that we did. You kind of have to not have something on tap to be able to appreciate. No, I understand that. I just, you And know. these characters are so open to interpretations. This was another interpretation which, visually terrible, train wreck, but on a performance level... I found found myself enjoying it much more than I thought I would. Okay. Still looks like a train wreck. Yeah. If you take if you take his performance of Joker, slap Jack Nicholson's makeup on him. Okay. You've got a perfectly good Joker. All right. Well, you do. do that then cuz yeah. I don't like what they did. No, I know. I don't I like know. stuff that's different. <laughs> <laughs> yes, true. We know. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. So, but now yeah. you have HBO, whatever. So you have access to Eastbound and Down. I do. You have access to Vice Principals. I do. Oz. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Your world's about to get real I've, good. I've got a lot of stuff I'm watching. I'm coming to the end of the second season of Lucha Underground. Yeah. Mm. Oh, stop that. It just picked up a little bit with the nunchuck match, which was the nunchuck was fun. space nunchucks. <laughs> um. Still not a fan of Matanza. Just think he's. Do you see how he flips people around with F with like no effort at all? That's well, he's that's bi- he's big and strong. I've yes, never seen that before in wrestling. I've never seen the way he does it before. Yeah, I've seen it before. It was called Andre Giant Ultimate. Warrior Andre did not work nearly as agile as Matanza works. Um, I finished Into the Badlands. Okay, which yep. is only actually the only six episode long. It's a great show, really great show. Only six episodes. You bang out really quickly. Did you finish Iron Fist yet? No. <laughs> I, I did watch an episode the other night. I hate this show. I'm, I'm a, that, dude, I've, I've gotten there. I hate this show. I can only, I have antipathy towards this show. Like, I, I'm rooting against everyone now. I can only imagine what it's like having to watch Iron Fist while watching Daredevil. Oh, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> it's compounding the awfulness. Yeah. Marvel, you done goofed. Yeah, the guy missed up. Oh. Can, uh, couldn't be undefeated. I forgot what happened in the... Oh, I know what happened in the last episode I watched. So, Kali Wing is in the hand? Yep. What is this? <laughs> Get out of here with this. Folks, you can tell when Drew really hates something because he starts to make up gibberish words. That's right. Like, I, there's nothing... I'm watching... Oh, I, I got to the point in the last episode. I was just like, you know what? I don't like any of you. I don't <laughs> care about the Meachums and their bullcrap... They're stupid. They shouldn't even be on the show. They're pointless. They're completely pointless and superfluous so far anyway. Oh, don't tell me. There's going to be some big stinger at the end to make them matter. Boy, I hope it's good because they are completely unnecessary in my opinion. Not really. Ugh, they're worthless. They're all so worthless. Danny's a petulant child. I'm sick of him too. We don't get any training scenes in Kunlun. We get none of that. We, he, we, we have to believe it because he tells us and then he just starts whining about it when people don't believe him. Dude, sorry, but welcome to the real world. I thought I'd like Colleen. Turns out she's in the hand. Okay. Great. Oh, and the hand happens to be run by a Portuguese guy, apparently. 
and not See, Nobu. Now you're just being racist. Japanese Ninja Clan. <laughs> this guy is clearly not Japanese. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's taking a turn for the worse. That's all I'm saying. The, the racial views of Drew Celestino do not necessarily affect the views on the Telestino. <sighs> not supposed to be racist. I'm just pointing out that he's not Japanese. Okay. All right. He could be Chilean for all I know. I don't know, but he's not Japanese. He's not Nobu. I know that much. Adam Gao's not Japanese. No, she's not. But Marvel, you know, if seeing as they want to, you know, be racially insensitive with the whole Iron Fist issue to begin with, Chinese, Japanese, who cares, right? <laughs> Iron Fist, everybody, in a <laughs> nutshell. Hopefully they'll fix them in Defenders. Oh, I hope so. Man, oh, I'm man. trying to think of anything else happened with my week. Uh, everything from Friday on is just a blur of Star Wars. Speaking of which, I watched Rogue One again last night. <laughs> I still got a guy. Terrible. There's, I got to get it. You know still. what? There's something that bothers me about Rogue One. It's a very little thing. You're not alone. It's a very little thing. Go on. Star Wars. Star Trek is science fiction. Star Wars is science fantasy. Big time fantasy. If you try to figure out how things work in Star Wars, no. you're missing the point. Yes. That being said, the Star Destroyer hovering above Scarab bothers the hell out of me. So it wasn't just me. Because I'm like, there's no way. Right. There's no way. It would way. collapse under its own weight. It just, no. Right. It, it's got jets on the back. There's nothing hovering. There's no There's no yeah. propeller, propellers or, or propulsion If I saw underneath. some hover jets going, I'd have no problem. Right. Or even something resembling a hover jet. No problem. Right. But- Again, I, I, very small thing. No, no, I hear you. Movie's freaking fantastic. I had a similar Third reaction when I saw it. movie ever made. But now that just kind of takes me out of it. Just kind of. Mm. Don't get me wrong. It doesn't take me much longer to get back in. I know, it. I know. But I, I had the same reaction when I saw that shot. I was like, wait a minute. How are we doing that? Yeah. But then you could argue, well, you know, the TIE Fighters and the Sunset and Force Awakens and all that stuff. How do they. You know, you know I. It's because of the sheer size. Of a Star Destroyer. Sure. Yeah. You Physically, like, it's I, impossible. It's much easier to suspend the disbelief with TIE Fighters a small and X-Wings and an atmosphere. Yeah. You know. Well, not for nothing. Let's, well, see, Star Wars, like you just said, not, don't try to explain. Yeah. It's. I, so let's, let's, let's flip it around then. So am I absolutely justified in hating the fact that in the Star Trek reboot, they were building the Starship Enterprise on Earth? No, nah, that really didn't bother me as much. Those ships can't enter atmospheres, dude. They are they are built in space, in space. But dock. there's at least they can at least offer some, you know, fictiony no, science no, no, no. how they can no, break no, no, orbit no, 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 and get no, into no. it. No, no, that's Star Wars. Is that's <laughs> what you do in Star Star Trek? You gotta be, gotta be. Listen to me. But at least Star Trek has one foot in the scientific basis for everything. No, no. Never mind that this complete gigantic ship that would never sustain its own weight in Earth's gravity. We're going to build it here in Iowa, which conveniently is where Kirk's from, by the way. The the thing that lost me <sighs> in, the, in the new Star Trek movies, especially in the newest one, did you see Beyond? No. It, 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 motorcycles. There, there, what, what, what is this? There was a space station in Beyond that was so far and away advanced of any other technology that they had shown in those movies really? at okay. that point. And it was a Federation space station. I was mm. like, I was like, uh, it was. It 
from what it looked like, it was far and away advanced more than stuff they've shown in Next Generation. That's yeah. See, that's stupid. made Deep Space Nine look like a barn. That's no. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, you know. You know what saddens me? Star Trek. Sure, JJ came on board. Movie did well. We put some life back into the franchise. Yeah, the first one was good. You know what I think the happened? The second though? one was JJ kind of you know practicing for Star Wars. Yeah. Here's what the I th- third one was not JJ. Here's the, here's what I think is is the problem with with this with what's happened here. Did it did it like revigor- reinvigorate Star Star Trek? Yeah. yeah. Short term. Long term, I think it's done damage because now Star Trek is what just another action space movie franchise. The That's problem, not what Star yeah. Trek's supposed to be. The problem is Star Trek has always worked better as a television show than it than it has as a movie. Well, because as a movie, you, as a movie, they have the problem of trying to make it into sci-fi spectacle movie with action and stuff, and that's not really yeah. what Star Trek's about. Star like, Trek you is do more one philosophical. Every once in a while, exactly. You can do one every once in a while. Rathcon, sure. Um, Undiscovered Country, Undiscovered Country's great. Those but, are both great. Yeah. but it's like. The, what Star Trek should be doesn't work for a movie. It does it if the movie commits to it, but then people are going to have an expectation. Got, the movie was boring, but it's like, that was the point. No, you know what happens when they, they commit to it? You get movies like Insurrection. No, that's that's very that's, long episode of the show. That's what Insurrection, you get, if you made that into a two-part, two-parter when Next Generation was airing, uh, would have been fine. No, there was that was pure fan service written by guys who weren't fans. That's the problem with that movie. <sighs> the best, yeah, the best Star Trek episodes are ones that are more philosophical yeah, and philosophical and, questions. Yeah, they and the, exploring and, concepts, and, right? You know, in our understanding of reality, things like that, and that's hard to do in a movie. So, yeah, I think so. It's it, it's a bummer because it feels like nope, it's an act, it's just another sci fi action schlock franchise now. Yep, and it used to be popular in the sixties and the nineties with Next Generation. That being said, give me the Millennium Falcon and a squadron of X wings for backup, and I'll scrap any ship Star Trek and throw at me. Uh, and suddenly the voices of a thousand nerds cried out, No way, you can't do it. That's probably right, actually. I mean, because they're not based in reality. See? So it's kind of unfair. All right, so that was pretty much my week. We got off, we got off on a biggest side there. Yeah, we got... It's well, okay. Actually, it's so rare for us, really. <laughs> Are you uh, you drinking your protein thing? No, there? I already did that earlier. I'm over it now. Okay. Yeah, I'm over the flavor. How's, how's the gyme grind? Going? Gyme's good. Gyme's good? Hit some good numbers on uh, b- b- Monday. Cool. Hit some new benchmarks. Awesome. It is, kind of. It's uh, Yeah, it's oddly rewarding. Folks, if you would like to tell us about your gym routine, ask us questions. <laughs> Give me some lifting advice. <laughs> let us know how your week was. You can reach out to us at the following social media locations. You can follow us on Twitter at Devil's Due Pod. Thank you for all those who responded to our uh, poll that I put out earlier this week. Uh, you can find us at Facebook.com slash Devil's Due Pod. You can email us at TheDevil'sDewPod at gmail.com. And you can find all these resources on TheDevil'sDewPodcast.com. That being said, Drew, it's time for some cross-examination. All right. Let's do it. You know what we need on this show? Music? No, no, we got music. Okay. May, two things. Maybe like a gavel sound effect and a segment called Closing <laughs> Arguments. 
We'll have to do the. Uh, can I? Can I? Can I cop the uh, Law and Order gun gun thing? No. Oh, that's not a gavel. That's what is a, it? It's just a gun gun. That's silly. Well, I thought it was a gavel. No. What the, have you ever heard what a quorum gavel sounds like? But I thought it's supposed to be like a symbolic gavel. No. Well, I then I've what, been watching Law and Order. What courts are you hanging out in? The one where the gong shows? I know to? it's not literal, but that's supposed to be like what it represents. It's just, it's what it is. It's just a gong gong. Yeah, it's just a gong gong. Someone we get get Dick Wolf in here. I want to know. <laughs> I want answers. Is it Dick Wolf? Right. I think so. Okay. What is the gong gong? <laughs> All right. Um, only one email this week from one half. Of the Pan Am Connection. Ooh. Uh, this being from the uh, Panamanian. Okay. Uh, Mr. Alan Waiters. Where's Jay? You didn't send any. I'll, I'll double check. Refresh really quickly. Slacker. Nothing from Jay. What a slacker. All right. Gentlemen, I hope you had a good Easter and long vacation like I did. Shut up, Alan. Bragging about your vacation. Carl and Drew. Besides Daredevil and Spider-Man, what comic books have had a deep impact on your lives? Which characters could you relate to the most? Oh, well, it's at this point where I probably make reference that uh, I like Wolverine because he was a short guy. <laughs> it's that simple. No love for Puck, huh? Screw Puck. He was, he was, see, Wolverine was short. Puck was a dwarf. <laughs> it's a difference, man. A little weird. Right. Uh, yeah, Wolverine made a big impact on me as as many he did many a uh, a lad of, of people of my age, which makes his current status that much more depressing. Um, yeah, I, I liked Savage Dragon a lot as a kid. Believe it or not, I yep. that was a, that was my favorite Image series, and I liked all those original uh, miniseries and the first like twelve of the fourteen issues or so of the ongoing. Um, that side. Uh, yeah, I, th- those were my big comic book experiences as a as a kid. The, I, the black longest landed, the longest lasting impact as, as a kid. I'm surprised you didn't say Watchmen. As a kid, no, I didn't know Watchmen was until I was like in college. Ah, uh, and you know, then I read Watchmen, and then life changed a little bit. <laughs> uh, we, oh God, yeah, we'll talk about that. I'm sure. Um, trying to think if there was anything else that was like really my jam as as a kid. It was mostly X Men. It was whatever was popular, most popular yeah. in the 90s. So like X-Men. And um, the image launch was huge, but the only one that I really enjoyed and I knew that I enjoyed and didn't just say I enjoyed because it was cool was Savage Dragon. Yeah. Um, for me, the comic that has had, aside from you know mainstream stuff, the comic that had the biggest influence on me growing up, and this is in uh, my high school years, um, Let's get Lucas here. Yeah, he's going to whine. Let's let the man in. The third act of the show here. There he is. Lucas. There's Lucas. Please don't step on the recorder, Lucas. No, he's going (laughs) to. All right. Oh, folks, if you only knew how many times Lucas has stepped on the recorder and stopped us from recording. Uh, The comic that had the most impact on me, and this is when I was in high school, and something I discovered I'll... I have to admit, first it was introduced to me first through the movie, and then you're going to say the crow, aren't you? I'm going to say the crow. You know what? I'm going to stop you right there. What? No, Hang it's on, my no. turn. You can't take mine. Count me in on that too. Okay, fine. You could talk after I've said my. Spiel. I just want to make sure I'm about to nudge me out of my lane. 
I was thinking strictly as a child, but yeah, junior high was um, yeah. Go ahead. I you know watched the movie. The movie was great, and the comic just came along at that right time in my life where it showed me a it showed me another ways a comic can be done. Um, yeah. B it showed me like the emotional depths that a comic can go to. Um, is just a, a heartbreaking story written and created out of heartbreak. Um, the, the movie is fantastic. It's in my top five of all time, but the book is so much better than the movie. Um, and storytelling and artwork, um, it was kind of like, it was my catcher in the rye throughout high school. And anyone who went to high school with me can test cause I had long black hair and the black leather trench coat and, I had that makeup down pretty pat when Halloween would roll around. Um, so, yeah, definitely, definitely the crow. I still have my original uh, trade that's worn through countless readings. So the kitchen sink the version? Crap. Yep. Yep, I got that one. The black cover black one. Black cover. Yep. A couple years back, I picked up the special edition, which was interesting. Uh, some stuff that wasn't included in the original books, but was still done by James O'Barr. Is there a hardcover available? Because I would, I would probably scoop one up just for my I have own never collection. Seen one. Mm, okay. Yeah, I'm going to piggyback on all that, and I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Uh, that the, the, I, again, I saw the movie too first, and then I got the comic, and it was like like you just said, mind bending in a way like comic comic books can can be like this. Yeah. Whoa, mm-hmm. you know. Um, eye opening in in a big bad way, and the soundtrack obviously hit me at the right time oh, as God, the well. Soundtrack is one of the all time great soundtracks. It might be tops. I mean, it's it was one of the def- it probably was the defining soundtrack of the of the nineties in a way, man. Like, it, it, well, I thing, think it's well, I think it's soundtrack from nineties. I think the Crow, yeah, Pulp Fiction, yeah, Swingers, Swingers, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, these are good, but they're not. The Crow Man is like, trust me, it's got them all beat. I think it. It just, especially Romeo and Juliet. That's a kick-ass. What's soundtrack. the What's the big What's the big gun on that soundtrack? Uh, there was a Radiohead song that was on there. Um, oh God, I can't remember the name of it. But I mean, it was not like if you can't remember the name of it, then I'm gonna hit you right back and just go like, we had Big Empty, and we yeah. had and we had the uh, the Joy Division cover by Nine Inch Nails. Boom. Headshot. Oh, and the Cure song. Your Ghost Rider by Rage Against Machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, Ghost Rider was by the Rollins Band. Rollins Band. Yep. I was dude. I was name in the Rage Band. Against the Machine song because the intro to the Rage Against the Machine song is what I gave you is what I had in mind for the inspiration for our intro. I don't remember. <laughs> we uh, could look it up, yeah. but uh, that Crow soundtrack is legit. Oh God, yeah, no. All it here. needed was some typo negative. It'd be all, it would be perfect, but it's pretty perfect as it is. Yeah. But a little typo would have been like like if "Love You to Death" were on there or something like that. Oh my god, it would be out of control. Yeah, out of control. Uh, but yeah, that comic yeah. book and that movie. I, I saw that movie six times in the theater, dude. I only saw it twice in the theater. I went to see it like every chance I could um, just because I loved it so much. Here's a funny thing: like when the film finally came out for rental. Now, kids. Back in the day, <laughs> when a movie came out on video, that doesn't necessarily mean it came out on home video. Not every film was available for purchase when it came out on video. That was a later construct. Yes. Um, big hits 
were available for purchase. Like right. I remember people lining up to buy the Batman. Oh, uh, yeah, videotape when it came out. But you could still order that. You could do like special orders. I remember I could special order it from Media Play, and it would have cost me ninety dollars. That's that's madness for a v, for a pan and scan VHS tape. Wow! And I was ready to do it. <sighs> then Blockbuster had them like used getting rid of something so i snatched one up there i used to i used to watch that movie so much funny thing though like i still love the movie it's still in my top five um but i can't relate to the film as much as i used to be able to because like one of the things that kind of uh drew me to the film and made me able to relate to the film the comic was the concept of uh loneliness and loss and like i i was that sad pathetic <laughs> in early life well writing, writing god awful why am i alone poetry I, I, why I doesn't yeah. she love me poetry yeah, i don't I I didn't you, get that far i listen to a lot of stabbing westward oh, that's a um, oh, good band yes good band for the first two albums maybe two or three then after that their albums were still good, but it's like, okay, dude, can you just get over whatever it was happening? Well, because your next three albums, same thing. Yeah, yeah. But now being where I am in life, and I'm, I'm very thankful for this, you know, having a loving wife and an amazing son, I can't relate to that. Okay. To that emotional set anymore. I hope I never have to again. Sure. I hope I don't have to relate to that level of loss again. Um, but, I mean, we all know how life goes. But, yeah. I guess uh, that's, I mean, on one hand, that's awesome that you don't, you know, that, that shows that you have grown, you know, yeah. as a person, which is good. I mean, I've got other stuff in my, bands I used to like and things like that that I, I'm distant from now because I just, I'm not, I'm not there anymore. But when it comes to like stuff like that, I don't know, man. I, this is going to sound really weird because I'm much of the much like you. I have you know a wife and a house and life and everything's good. I'm I'm yeah. a pretty well adjusted adult, fairly anyway. You got some anger issues. Oh, stop <laughs> issues. <laughs> There's no issue about it. You're straight up angry little dude. Oh, listen to this. This is blasphemy. Hearsay. Uh, but you know, I, as a, as a musician and an artist and stuff like. There's, I hate to say it. It sounds it's going to sound like weird, and and you kind of have to hold on to a little bit of it. I don't feel like I have to. I just feel like there, it's, it helps. It's just not doesn't go away. Yeah, I can it's, see that. Everything being, could be great, and it's like yeah. you know what it is, but it's not. Like it's this just part of me that's never really going to go away. I and I I'm okay with that. Like uh, that. yeah, I think your music keeps you connected to that. I think that's an important part. I don't think it's a a detriment to who you are as a person. I think well, it's that's just the balance. That, yeah. You gotta because if I you know if you let stuff like that define you for the rest of your life, I'm gonna tell you me. I'm gonna tell you, dude, grow up. You know because there's frankly there's people I know that never got out of yeah. that stuff, and you know their lives frankly aren't that good. So that's part of life moving on is part of life but there's always that part of it's you know those those themes of loneliness and kind of i don't i don't feel lonely in like i don't have anyone that loves me and all that business because like the crow obviously was like dealing with the death of a loved one and all yeah. that so i don't have that sort of like loneliness as i'm air quoting here but you know there's part of me that no 
no one really knows you the way you know you in a way and that's okay i guess so there's a loneliness there that's hard to explain you, you are your own person and you know you you are who you choose to be sort of I'm I'm explaining this poorly, but there's just a- no. I get what you're saying. I think a lot of our listeners understand it as well, because I think one time or another, a lot of us have been in that point in life where uh, you just there's there's a loneliness there, and there's a, a kind of, for lack of a better phrase, a darkness there. That I guess some people. I might be I might be over dramatic dramatized. No, I don't. I bit. I don't think so because I felt a lot of that too. Even like I came new. I've spoken before about this i i claim a faith in in jesus christ and i came to that faith early on in high school but those emotions uh were still there and a lot of it was because i was i was holding on to him because it was what i knew it was it was the comfortable zone sure and i think that everybody kind of encounters that at some point or another because and either they choose to embrace it like we did or they choose to cover it up um, and ignore it with things that one might refer to as superficial or uh, things that just in the grand scheme of things are important, but it's what they needed at that time to kind of cover that up. And either it's something that they dealt with successfully early on or something that, you know, can come up and bite them in the future. I think everybody goes through that. And the fact that, I'm not saying that we're superior to anyone else uh, by any stretch, but like, and I know there are some of the people listening to the show know what I'm talking about. Not that we necessarily like we embraced it. We felt it. We experienced it. And now we're okay with not. Yeah. Doing yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm in no hurry to go back to uh, yeah, no, no. my junior high uh, mis- misery and angst. But you know, I, I but, can't grow the long hair anymore. The, the, the hairline is just not <laughs> permissible because if I do it, it's just going to be a skullet, and that's that's not good. Depends who you are. But um, I mean, in twenty years, I'm going to look like Carl from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Hey, my pool's teared ass around the backyard. Um, yeah, you know what? Let's 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 table this for a moment because <laughs> only because I think at this point you've given me an idea, and I'm I'm just going to pitch this to you, and I don't think you're going to disagree too much. We should do a crow episode. I'm okay with that. There you go. That's that's Halloween or Valentine's Day. Oof, oof, oof. <laughs> tough call. Yeah, yeah. We but yeah, definitely do that. Thanks for the question, Alan. Because yeah. uh, is there more? Because yeah, there are. Oh, we, wow. that was the that was a huge diversion yeah. there. But the crow does that to me. Um, Carl, who has the more impressive Funko Pop collection, <laughs> you or Mister <laughs> Gelsomino, and why? <laughs> um, you know what? I I try to be humble. But in this case, I just got to say, I do. You do. You kind of have... I, I do. You got an army, and he doesn't have a Hulk. He does. I have a Hulk. So you have the army and the Hulk. I have a Hulk and a Voltron. It's not and looking, a Flash Gordon. It's not looking good for Jay over there. Um. Yeah, I've got 31 on my desk at work. Oof. And he was... Because this all spun out from a Facebook post. Yeah, yeah. He thought he was trying to... He thought he was a big boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, although he did get the season two of Daredevil that I want. He did. I've got the black costume Daredevil and the red costume comics Daredevil. I need to get the Daredevils from the TV show. Not for nothing, but the, the season two Funko Pop isn't different enough from the season one one for me to want to buy it. I want to buy it. It's different, but I don't need it. No, I know. 
Um, but and today I posted all the ones uh-huh. I have at home. I, th- I think he, uh, think he kind of cooled his jets a little bit. <laughs> Simmer down, little britches. Yeah, considering <laughs> that, like half of the ones I have at home, you can't buy in the stores because they're from like collector crates or things like that. Like all those Star Wars ones I have at home are all from collector crates. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and chalk this up for you. This Woo! is this is a, this is a win for you here. Just keep trying, Jay. You'll get there. Someday. Drew. Yeah. Do you consider the mini NES a success or failure? Do you think Nintendo stopped making them to put... I'm going to rephrase this. Folks, when you write us a question, do me a favor. (laughs) Read the question back to yourself before you send it. Because sometimes reading these things makes me sound like an idiot when it's just your bad writing. Wow. Way to throw Alan under the bus there. (laughs) Well, this is how it's worded. Do you think Nintendo stopped making them to push virtual console? So, you know, Caveman Allen. Um, well, that's a valid sentence. Go on. All right. Is that? Um, yeah, that was. Uh, okay. Do you think Nintendo stopped making them to push the virtual console? Okay. Um, I think it's an unquantified success. I don't think they had any anticipation that it would be quite as in demand as it was. Yeah. Um, so anytime you've got a shortage on the shelves, you got yourselves a success, uh, a success on your hands. And I think they were probably only planning on making that initial shipment for the holidays. It sold out. People went bonkers for it for whatever reason. And they said, crap, we got to make more. Well, guess what? Our factories right now are manufacturing our switches yeah. and our 3DSs or whatever, you know. The NES Mini is going to have to go back on the back burner until we can get time to get it back in the supply chain. So, you know, I understand people's, you know, frustrations in trying to acquire one, but I, I don't think Nintendo had any idea that this this little toy would be yeah. this. They built it as a stocking stuffer. Yeah. I mean, it, and it really it really is. For as cool as it is, it's not meant to be, a, you know, a long-term sustainable platform. Yeah. It's a toy. It's literally, yeah. I mean, it's it's a toy. Yep. Um. So it's a huge success. Dis- did they discontinue it for the virtual console? If they're smart, most likely. If I'm Nintendo, I don't want people paying $60 for the little toy to play those games. I want them buying the Switch where I'm going to have a platform to sell you all those games. <sighs> How much do you think they charge for Nintendo games on the virtual console? Eh, five bucks. Throwing it out there. Just a guess. Pure, pure guess. Do the math. And- That's still frustrating because... Okay, this will be the third virtual console they've had. Yes. Wii, Wii U, now this one. Yes. If assuming, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm assuming original Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Bros. 2, and Super Mario Bros. 3 have been available for the previous two. Yes, correct. Did they Now, they if charge? you bought them, hang on, no. If you bought them on the Wii, okay. there was a $1 upgrade fee on the Wii U. And what that did was it put... It gave it. You you didn't have to pay the dollar. You could still play them all in Wii mode on your Wii U if you transferred your data. They were there for you. The one dollar made them available in the Wii U's menu, not in Wii mode, and playable on the gamepad. So that was like a, hey, you still have it. It's yours. Give us a buck, and it's upgraded for the gamepad. Okay, fair enough. With the Switch, no one knows what. What's yeah. going and that that is tricky and that is problematic. If if any classic Nintendo games are more than a dollar, because come on, Nintendo, you have made your money and they can continue to make a mo- hundred times over. 
that okay, but you know what? Movie studios have made fan service. Hang on, here. every movie studio has made their money a hundred times over on every movie you've ever watched, but they're still going to put out a new version of it for you to buy. Yeah, or the stream they do that, they or something. Give you a little something extra, whether it's like special features or whatnot. Most of the time, yeah. If it's yeah. a if it's a reissue of a movie, unless it's in a new format. But, well, this is a new usually, format. You're usually no, it's not. It is though. It's not a new. It's format. a new format. It's, it's not a new console. Transactions, not a new format. See, I disagree. I disagree entirely. It's a the, new. It's a new platform. I understand it. I don't just, agree with it, but but it, I understand it. Just make them. A stop, dollar. Stop making excuses for Nintendo. That's ridiculous, dude. I, really? Is at this point in in life is original Super Mario Brothers? Is there any justification for that costing more than a dollar? Yeah, it's a good game. Is it less good? No. Is it is it, is it no longer good? It's worth a dollar. God, you're starting me, to sound like Trump. Let me throw this at you. I also don't agree with the Apple digital. It's beyond Apple at this point, but the the notion that songs are a dollar. Who says? Apple said songs cost a dollar? There was no price per song before, but you know someone decided that a dollar was a justified price for a song. And now the whole musical landscape is slashed and burned and no one makes any money at all. Guess what? I think, I think albums and music are worth more than a dollar. I think someone's heart and soul and recording technology and all that costs a little bit more. And I'm willing to pay a little bit more for a good song than it would be for some pop garbage. To me, that's worth less. But I'd buy something I really, really love, and I'd pay almost any price for it. So I, I, the, the notion that a, a good game, just because it's old, is worth a dollar. Who said? That, that's ridiculous. To, to be fair, A, games last longer as far as time of consumption. B, okay, so the, before, all right. before Apple, people started getting these songs for free. Uh, yeah, because people stole them. Yeah, they did. And it was about to become extremely rampant. Apple came in and said, you know, yeah, it's a dollar, but at least artists are still getting something. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you how that worked out. Not well. I'm not saying they're getting a lot. I'm just saying it's better than the Napster model where the artists get nothing. <sighs> media, good, good art and good media is worth a price to be paid. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, so that is the end of the cross-examination. Very spirited cross-examination for just one email. Way to go, Alan. <laughs> Alan should got have, a lot of mileage out of that email. Should have brought that thunder in the uh, World Series. Might have might Quite have won. won. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> All right, so now it's time to dive into the case files. And you know, I was hoping to get through the cross-examination relatively quickly. No. We got a lot to go over in the case files. There's a lot here. There's a meaty a episode of The Devil's Do. It is. It is. Thick and meaty. And we got a freaking awesome episode of Daredevil, too. That, too. Whew. Giving you gold, people. For free. We're not even asking a dollar. Yeah, right? We should charge for this. You can, you Premium can content. Money if you want. You, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so before we get to the 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 meat of the, the case files, let's uh let's get a little hooked on a feeling really quick. Some good news Go on. coming out of the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh first off, Mr. James Gunn is confirmed to direct Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Uh, very happy Marvel was able to retain him for that third one. I think having the same director who's clearly passionate about the project uh, lends a continuity to it and keeps the voice kind of the same Consistent. throughout yeah. all the films. Um, so yeah, that's definitely good news. 
And the hand. He can. He also confirmed something else for us. Oh, did he? Um. So when Iron Man came out, we got the uh, <laughs> the post credit scene, the stinger, the not, which been, is a staple now, been, been known to be called. No, it was. It was by no means a new concept in film. No, but Marvel Marvel's got their own trained. Yeah. now stay through. Um, then when Avengers rolled around. We were introduced to the mid-credits stinger. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of us, myself included, left after the mid-credits stinger and did not catch the post-credit stinger of basically just them sitting all around eating, eating shawarma. Eating shawarma. It's good. It's delicious meat. So ever since then, uh, two scenes have been kind of the norm in the Marvel films. Yes. I think only, um, I think Avengers 2 didn't have... Uh, to, I think it just had the one scene. That's correct. Thanos yeah, they they didn't have one. Drew. Yeah. How many post credit scenes are going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two? Well, originally, it was reported four, 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 which is two more than two. I am no math engineer, but that is one hundred percent more than two. Well, I'm going to throw some more math at you because James Gunn came out and clarified, uh. Four? No, no, sir. Five. Five post-credit scenes in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. How, How does that awesome work? Is that? I'm going to be scared to leave the theater. That's what I'm they want. Scared because, That's like, what they want. I'm going to be sitting there like, because we're all going together, so you're going to see me there with like my hand up in the air with like three fingers up. Like, okay, that's three. That's four. The, Even after five, I'm going to be a little worried to leave the theater because maybe I'm they like, sneak another one in. I'm staying until they kick us out. They can, yeah, they're going to be cleaning up. There's more. There is more. That's crazy. What is happening? James five? Gunn coming at us like Braun Strowman. I'm not done with you yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. Um, yeah. I, I, you know what? I'm fine. Some people are like, oh, they're jumping the shark with that. Like, no. No. No, no, no. no. This franchise and this director can get away with yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay mm-hmm. with it. Because you know four of them are just going to be like jokes. Totally. And and with again, with this cast and this yeah. this crew, go on, man. Give me all the jokes. Yeah, like I want one of them to be Peter Parker opening up his locker and there's Rockin' and Groot. Okay. Just because. Sure. Since we know now they go to Earth, thank you very much for the spoiler, Alan. Yeah, not for, thank Jimmy Kimmel and Marvel for that. Though. Were either one of us watching Jimmy Kimmel? No, but I saw it on the internet the very next day. So, All you right. know, okay. Um, okay. But, but 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 maybe one of them will be a Tango and Cash reunion. Yay! Because it, it could happen, and Lucas can't handle it. He can't handle Tango and Cash. So we're going to yeah, kick Lucas, Lucas out of here. If you're not into Tango and Cash, you got to get out. That's just the rule. That's a rule. Tango and Cash. All right. Um, yeah. Shang five, Shang. Five. Five. Five post credits. Five. That's crazy. It's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. All right. I can't wait. It's like in two weeks, dude. Can't wait. Okay. Let's get to the heart of the matter. As, as Hunter S. Thompson once said, let's get to the heart of the matter. This past weekend was Star Wars Celebration in Orlando. Twas. Now, for those of you who do not know... It's Comic-Con, but Star Wars. Just Star Wars. And it's put on by Lucasfilm. Right. So, this is if you are a Star Wars fan, this is the place that you kind of want to go to. 
to get the lowdown on all the new stuff happening. Um, con exclusives up the wazoo. Oh, speaking of which, yeah, you know, we were discussing Funko earlier. Yeah, so Funko had a booth at Celebration. I'm not surprised, and they had con exclusives. I believe there were three con exclusives. I believe one was a Force Ghost Qui Gon Jin. Uh, it glowed in dark. Glows in dark. Uh, another one was uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Okay. Who's becoming big again. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And the third one, I believe, was Ray on her speeder. Okay. The cool. the Remington electric shaver. Is speeder. that what that is? Okay, sure. That's what it looks like to me. It looks like an old Remington electric shaver. Um, you could not simply walk into Funko's booth to shop. You had to enter into a raffle. Get the ticket drawn yeah. to go into their booth to shop. Funko, you're doing good stuff. People like you. Don't feel yourselves that much. The question is, was the demand such that they had to do that? I'm sure it would be. Well, then, like I'm sure, I'm sure if you looked up Star Wars Celebration Con exclusive Funkos on eBay, they're probably going for five six times what they sold for so in in a way then i think that's justifiable because that way you don't have okay what's gonna what's gonna make you more upset standing in a three or four hour line to get into the funko booth which has probably been picked clean or they do the raffle and you get in or you don't well i think obviously for funko you put a limitation limitation on purchase number Yeah, yeah but my point being though like okay so well it's first come first serve well great three hour line or they tell you up front hey you didn't win the raffle go have fun yeah, I can I can see both arguments, but I'm I I fall on the side of standing in line more than oh, that. Fair enough. Okay, so anyway, um, so yeah, Star Wars celebration is going on. A um, lot of news came out of the celebration. Obviously, the big one being trailer. Don't worry, we're gonna get there. Sure, but there's some other really cool stuff that came out of celebration. Uh, one of the earliest things that was announced was. Uh, the Star Wars Force of Destiny series. Now, what this is is an animated series of shorts that is focusing on the female uh, characters in the Star Wars universe. Okay. Leia, Rey, Jin, um, Sabine from Rebels, uh, Hera from Rebels, um, and it's all kind of narrated by Maz. All right. From Force Awakens. They got... All the voices, all the actors. Well, obviously, unfortunately, not. They got Carrie, Carrie Fisher. Fisher. Wow, okay. <laughs> they didn't. Okay. Um, and it's it's really cool. And they're coming out with like a new toy line, kind of more girl-centric toy line. Is this going to be airing on the, online or on a network? Uh, from what I understand, what? they're going to air on like uh, Disney XD, but they're also going to be available on YouTube. Okay, cool. I think this is really cool because, again, it's Star Wars broadening... Now, I wouldn't say broadening, acknowledging its female fan base, producing more stuff that's kind of centric to them. They're making up for the whole there's no Ray Toys available debacle. Obviously, there's, there's a huge backlash by the neckbeard mouth breathers. Real, uh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Eh. Pissed off that. You know, I, I don't even want to go female. here. Yeah. I don't want to acknowledge it. That's ridiculous. Let so, people have what they want. Let people have things. I think it's going to be a cool uh, cool thing for, for kids, especially for female kids. Yeah, um, it's great. As, obviously, as Force Awakens and Rogue One have shown us, you know, original Star Wars set the standard for the tough female in film. 
Now we're just kind of spreading those wings. Because Lord knows there's there's no powerful males in Star Wars anymore. Everybody, it's been no. taken over by no. the by the feminists. Yep. Because because Poe Dameron is just a is a is a panty waste. Yep. What a what a wimp he is. Kylo yep. Ren, what a wimp. All these males and they're 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 being <laughs> subordinate to the females who've taken over. Ugh. Han the, Solo. the Han Solo. What a Luke chump. Skywalker. Luke Skywalker. What did he ever do? Well, nothing in the last film, <laughs> to be fair. He only took out the Emperor. I mean, <laughs> you break. Get over yourselves. 30 years ago, sir, what have you done for me lately? Get over yourselves, <laughs> neckbeards. Take a shower and go outside once in a while. Okay. Uh, the other thing that was announced that you kind of went, huh? I did. And I kind of went, eh, huh? Okay. Is the uh, a, a young... <laughs> Interpret these noises how you will, folks. What's classified as a young readers series, comic book series. Oh, this, yeah, yeah. So this would be more like a kid-friendly comic book series of stories spanning all three eras of Star Wars, prequels, classic, and sequels. So, Carl, it's a comic book series. Uh, It's it's a Star Wars comic book series. Star Wars is owned by Disney. Disney owns Marvel. It's a Marvel comic book series. Nope. Okay. Go on. It is being produced by IDW. That is curious to me. Which is one of the more prominent indie labels. They are. Um, they just seem to work well with everyone. Because uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. currently right now they have a Star Trek and Star Trek meets Green Lantern series going. Sure. And they also have a Star Trek Planet of the Apes. No. They, uh, they do Green really Lantern well. Planet of the Apes series going so i guess they're just very accommodating they're very you know what i think they are they're basically just like a a, they're a publishing house period there's no property well they also there's no editorial property stuff stuff going on they're also kind of where you go for younger readers too so Mm. they've got my little pony okay they've got adventure time basically they're strictly a licensed publisher Pretty much, yeah. Because they do they GI Joe, have, they do ROM. They, I, th- I think they might have like one or two original works that they do themselves, but mostly, yeah, they do licensed stuff. Not okay. unlike Dynamite, sure. Whereas Dynamite kind of focuses on the noir characters, the the public public domain characters, public domain characters, things like that. Um, yeah, but I just I find it really weird that they wouldn't just yeah peg Marvel for that. I mean, I don't mind. But no, it's, it's just it's just something that kind of took us off guard, and we found interesting. I guess the uh, the house of the mouse is not quite as omnipotent as uh, you would think they would be in this situation. I, yeah. I I would have guessed they'd just let Marvel handle it all, and all is one under Disney's iron fist. But no, apparently they're they're okay yeah. divvying this out. Sure, I mean Marvel's whatever Star Wars series is still good, still good, still enjoy it. Yeah, are you reading any of the other side series? No, no, no. Yeah, I'm not either. I only have so much. Yeah, there's. It's not that I'm. I think they they would probably be bad. It's just that there's only so much comic money to go around. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there was that. Then the next thing is an announcement that I was highly anticipating, extremely excited for. It leaked out a little early, and then uh, Saturday they hit us with the full announcement trailer for star wars battlefront 2 yeah coming to consoles this november with a campaign this time though with dude they're fixing so many things cool that they misfired on the first one single player campaign 
from, and they've come out and said that this me, story... Yeah, I want to talk about that. This story is canon. Yeah. Um, the story fills in the gap in between Jedi and Force Awakens. Okay, that's fine. So, single-player campaign, no season pass, mm. but there is going to be DLC. I'm okay with that because I got the season pass for a birthday present last year, and I felt bad for the person who bought it because they spent 50 bucks on something that I got nothing for for five months. Yeah, okay. And granted, the stuff that they eventually came out with in the season pass was cool. wasn't 50 bucks cool. Ah, See, for so, that price, I would expect no less than three fairly sizable expansions. Yeah. Like, like guaranteed. And if they didn't hit those benchmarks, then I'd, I'd get a refund. Anyway. Um, so, no season pass. There is going to be DLC. Rumor is it could be free DLC. Ah, I'm not buying into that rumor because hashtag electronic arts. Uh-huh. Um, customization up the wazoo. How so? Weapon customization. Okay. Character customization. Hmm. Ship customization. So if Both I, cosmetic and Your load technical. out and things like yeah. that. Okay. So if I want to be Luke Skywalker, how much customization am I going to have on Luke Skywalker? I think for, well, typically for the hero characters, because they're like... Are they like locked in? And then you can kind of make your own grunt or whatever? Yeah. Okay. okay. Because because the hero characters, you don't get to pick from the outset. Gotcha. Like in previous Battlefront games, you worked up to be able to earn them. In the last Battlefront game that came out for uh, PS4 and Xbox One, the hero characters were in icons that were hid throughout the battlefield. And if you found one, you got to like choose which hero character you wanted to be, which was a cool thing. All right. Um, so, yeah, extremely deep customization, more planets available, more stages available at launch than were in the whole of the last Battlefield game, which also counts the downloadable content that came out for the Battlefield game. Space battles, ground battles, this is sounding like it's... The going, definitive Star Wars experience? Hopefully, because I thought... Like and a lot of people disagree with me on this. As a first-person shooter, the last Battlefront game left a lot to be desired. As a Star Wars experience, it was second to none. Okay, and I still like up until even after Street Fighter Five came out, I still played it fairly regularly because it's just fun. It's a fun toy box to go play around in. All right. <clears throat> so yeah, that's coming out in November, and I cannot wait. I have a bone to pick. You don't like the story. I don't like the fact that they're telling the story from the from a, 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 a villain's perspective, and they're expecting me to identify. I don't know. My so my protagonist is one of the bad guys. This is does this strike anyone else as a little weird? Is this the first time it's happened in a game before? No, Star Wars game. No, I. Numerous Star Wars games have you taken on the role of the villain. I want to just tread lightly on the whole glorification of a villain. There was a whole Jango Fett game. Yeah, no one cares about Jango Fett. Come on. <laughs> it's a good game. Yeah. Anyway. You just close your eyes and pretend it's Boba Fett. Yeah, that, that's what they wanted you to do. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm, I want, and this, this is kind of bigger than Star Wars, but Star Wars is kind of guilty of it because fanboys love this kind of crap. Dark and edgy, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, it's so dark and edgy. You can play as the villain and kill people. Dude, you know what? Star- this is coming from the guy who fronts a band called The Long Cold. 
dark. I don't advocate murder and, and, and <laughs> stuff in my songs. Um, it, <sighs> Wrestling's guilty of this now. Star Wars is dabbling. So if a rebel soldier guns down a stormtrooper, he's fighting for freedom in the galaxy. If a stormtrooper guns down a rebel soldier, he's evil. Yes. Here's why. The Empire in the movies were shown to be empirically evil. They blew up a planet full of billions of people for no reason. They were the bad guys. The Emperor was evil. The Empire was evil. That was never really in question. So I'm not really into this whole, like, shades of gray crap they want to throw at it to try and make it look mature to people like us who have grown up loving the movies, but now we think we're too cool for good guy, bad guy concepts. Guess what? It still works. And I don't really need young kids getting exposed to this kind of, like, morally gray stuff because then their whole, like, worldview, you might say, well, it's good for them to experience different perspectives. Dude, their perspectives are still forming. Let's give them a foundation of what is acceptable and what is not good and bad it's it's good for it's it's important stuff i don't even have kids and i know that wrestling too same thing faces heels this whole like layered shades of gray crap great congratulations no one knows who to root for anymore and by the way your business is down so who's to how are we doing here i'm on a little diatribe here i just i'm look it, it could be a great story and it's not the first time you're right I, I'm, all I'm saying is, let's tread carefully. I want good guys to be good guys, and I want bad guys to be bad guys, and I'm okay with that. I get what you're saying. Um, I think you're making some valid points. Ultimately, it's up to parental guidance. It is. I'm not saying it's not. Got to have conversations with your kids. Like, it's like I said. I think it was in the last episode, or the episode before that. My father sat down with me. We, you know, saw I was watching some more intensive stuff, '80s action movies and whatnot. Sure. So, you understand this is fake and whatnot. You can't go out and do this. Yeah, okay, go ahead and do what you want. I'm not saying do it on that lightly of level, but I'm saying is um, if parents, if video games are forming your children's worldview, you're, you're doing it wrong. No, it's you know what I because dude, I've I've said need, the same thing for years. I agree you with you. Need to have those conversations. You do, and a lot of parents just don't, dude. When I worked at freaking Blockbuster and freaking uh grand theft auto would come out little kids i know no older than i know 10 or 12 would come up hand me the game be like i'm sorry i can't rent this to you without your parent they'd go get their parent i'd yeah. explain to the parent and not in a way that was hostile or anything i'm like i just want you to understand that there's this 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 in the game they're like yeah sure fine whatever i hear you it's the and game, it's the game creator's job to create to craft dude, a totally. good story yep a good fun game as an artist i completely support all of that. It's the parent's job to guide the worldview. Star Wars, though, is a little more for everyone, and everyone includes the youngsters. So let's no, I know. Let's not cloud things I mean, up too much. We're we're kind of, it's it's funny because you talk about worldview. You go back and you watch the original Star Wars, juxtaposed to the world that we're living in now. I got news for you, sir. We're living in the Empire. We kind of we are, are the Empire. Oh, I know, and. You know, a band of. Do you notice that they never call terrorists on these rebels the way yeah, they yeah, used to? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. It used to be in the eighties, they called them rebels. Now, rebels has a positive connotation, so they're called terrorists. Yeah, and when you think about it, it's kind of scary. Yeah, I know. I, Small group of freedom fighters. Uh-huh. I'm doing air finger quotes. I see. Yeah, I know. Launch a surprise attack 
on the established government's main installation, uh-huh. I know. blowing it up. I know. I'm just saying. I'm with you, man. I know. I, I, hey, look. I, don't look in the mirror. You're wearing Stormtrooper armor. I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm, I hear you, man. I'm. We can handle that's a whole other show. We'll get into the state of yeah, affairs. No, cause, but, but I'm just saying, for Star Wars, let's keep things... I, I don't know. I'm not saying keep it light, but keep it kind of light. At least keep would, the line drawn. And I guess the reason why it kind of it kind of worked me up is because we're also living in this era, right? It's topical right now because we got Captain America doing this Hydra crap right now. And like, yeah. No, I dude, get what you're saying. I, you're making valid I points. I don't like this. Would, would you be less kind of irked by it if you had a choice between... Like you could play the rebel side of the story, and you, or you could play the imperial side of the story. Yeah, but I, my, you know, what? I would still have that inkling in me. Like, you no, know, they put that in there for the people. I mean, face the bad guys. Well, those I mean, people, and I, you know, what, I'm interested mostly not so much as quote unquote playing as the bad guy, as is just like seeing the story, what happened after that, from their perspective. I don't want to humanize your the bad leader guys is, too much. Your that's, leader that's is assassinated. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. Not all the Nazis were bad guys. Can I still punch a Nazi in the face? You can still punch if they could, today. If they say come up to you and say you're, they're a Nazi, yes, you can punch them in the face. I'm saying back in World War II, a lot of people were just fighting for their country and didn't buy into the Nazi theology. And yeah, well, you know. So again, not all stormtroopers. Is that a hashtag? Not all stormtroopers. <laughs> oh. I like good guys and bad guys. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I guess. Let's not muddy the waters too much. It is Star yeah. Wars after all. It's space fantasy. Um, before. A lot of big stuff in this episode. Yeah. Uh, before we get to obviously the headline of Celebration, this Celebration definitely had a different feel to it. Yeah. Because of uh, the absence of Carrie Fisher. She was always at these things. And this Star Wars, this Celebration felt like the fans way of saying goodbye sure and like you would send me the link to the yeah. tribute and if you you, wanna, yeah look up carrie fisher tribute star wars celebration if you want a good cry have some watch, watch have some that. tissues nearby um and that was that was rough to watch the feels uh, because she was she meant so much to so many of us who've grown up with star wars and things like that so this this celebration kind of definitely had the feel of we love you. We miss you. Yeah. We wish you could be here. Star Wars is forever. It's time, it's time to move on. Yeah, you're in the Star Wars family forever. And and move on we did, sir. Let us move on. As anticipated, yeah. we were... This has been analyzed to death by everybody, so we can just get into this. Treated not to a teaser, but to a full trailer. I'd call it a teaser. No, it was, a teaser is a minute... Minute and thirty and less. Anything? This was a, this, this was a minute thirty. This was a minute thirty. No, it's like two minutes and minute change. 30. It's a minute and thirty. We were given a full trailer. I don't care what you say. Okay, I called it a teaser, but go on. Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. For a full trailer, we didn't get a whole lot of content, but okay. We got so much content. Did we? We didn't get a lot of answers, but we got a lot of content. Yeah, content. It's a good trailer. I enjoyed it. It wets the appetite there's, there's enough. No, there's no making you happy ever. Sure there, there is. Go ahead. Yeah, dude. 
No, it's it's a good trailer. It it wets yeah. the appetite. It lays things out for what you ex- expect them to see. So you're going to get a little Ray Luke training sequence. I like that, especially that big shot, the big pan across where she's yep. doing the lightsaber stuff, and it's all far away. It looks beautiful, beautiful cinematography. Uh, you, you know, you, she's she's clearly learning the difference between light and dark. We see some space battles. Obviously, it's Star Wars. It's yep. going to be space battles. Um, I was, I was, I think I was the only one in my my office. We watched this with like three other Star Wars nerds in my office. We all watched it together. And when they, when that, when that one shot that I, I got a little worried about. Um, were those they're not pod racers? Okay, because when they showed up on screen, they're I audibly said, "Even oh no, <laughs> even even if they were pod racers, uh huh, I'd be okay. I'm not because Disney has shown they know what they're doing." Yeah. So you know how they've done that? By largely avoiding anything pertaining to the prequels outside of Jimmy Smith showing up for five seconds. I think we're going Which is a smart to choice. start to see not so much character references, things like that, but concepts that were introduced in the prequels revisited and kind of flushed out more. I don't know At about least, that. It, Especially like the concept of the chosen one, the one who was supposed to bring balance to the force. There's always been the question of who was it? Was it Anakin? Was it Luke? Ech. Was it? It was. It didn't exist until George Lucas wrote it on a cocktail napkin. In well, it exists now. And it's part of the canon. Doesn't exist. So you got to deal. Doesn't with exist it. in my mind, my friend. They're uh, just being delusional. No, I'm. I like my. I like my four Star Wars, <laughs> five Star Wars movies, my friend. That's that's the way it works. Um, so yeah. Lines from Luke that no one really expected and not for nothing for a company who has said that they're not going to be using anything from the extended universe. Yeah. And this is kind of like the leading rumor on this is that the concept of the gray (sighs) being introduced, which I never read a lot of. I never got huge in the extended universe stuff, but I read like some synopsis and whatnot. I always thought the concept of the gray was really cool. And something that would work in a film. I see this term getting tossed around, the gray. Did Luke say the gray? No. Did fans say the gray? Yes. Are they basing it on anything that is that is considered canon right now? No. Okay. Don't worry about that crap. It doesn't exist, and I don't want to hear it. Because all I can... It's, it's, it put that in the same pile of garbage where fans are like, Luke's, Luke's going to go to the dark side. It's going to be cool. Apparently, he didn't watch Return of the Jedi when he outright rejects the dark side and says he'll never turn. I don't think it's so much as a gray. I think it's more a Luke spent his life fighting for the Jedi and fighting for good, tried to reinstate the, the, the Jedi Order, blew up in his face, literally, which we're going to see. There's some cool shots of the Knights of Ren and all that. that yeah. I'm pretty psyched for that, actually, because I want to know who those guys are. Um, and he realized, you know what? This whole thing with with the red lightsabers and the blue and one side and the other didn't work out so well. Screw the Jedi. I'm okay with that. And nary the gray and the word gray was used. Not at all. Not for nothing. I think it's a it's a it's a smart call on Luke's part. Okay. Don't worry about the gray. Don't worry about all that stuff. Let the fanboys have it. I don't need it. All right. Um, Perspective. Was there anything aside from Luke's behavior that uh, came as a surprise in the trailer? Not so much, really. Um, that line took me by, it took me aback a little bit. I didn't expect Luke to be like 
you know. Yeah. T- but that's cool. I like it. Like, all right. He's 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 done some thinking on this island and he's come up with this new philosophy. All right, man. That's got you got I'm interested. Let's go in the theater and see what Luke's got to say. Um there's like that library shot. That's kind of interesting. Oh, the yeah. And Not so much libraries, just like a small bookshelf. No, it was like, inside, wasn't it like a like bunch tree. of books? Looks like it's inside like a tree or a cave or something. Okay. And there was that one shot of the, whose glove is that? When they, they're putting their hand over the map or whatever. Remember that that one shot? It's, a, it's like a brown leather glove and, it, and he puts it over the icon, that star icon. It looks like an old map. You mean the cover of the book? Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. It was the Jedi emblem. Yeah, that's that's the, that's the yeah. shot I mean. Like, okay, what is that? Whose hand is that? What are they looking at? What is it? Again, sure we'll find out. That's cool. I like that. I, that as a trailer for me, that was just enough for me to be like, okay, dude, I'm in. That's it's Star Wars visual. That's it's the characters that you introduced and Luke doing Luke stuff, and just enough to whip the, the appetite and get me in. I'm all good. Yeah. No R two in the trailer. Interesting. Yeah, he was in the trailer. Was he? Yeah, I saw BB. He was. You're right. Brief, you're right. brief flash. Yep. Question for oh, you. Oh, his his beautiful X wing. He'll get a new one. Is, paints it black. Black it, too. Is Finn gonna stand up in this movie? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Man. Okay. Good. He's not gonna be Sleeping Beauty throughout the whole thing. Didn't he say that at celebration? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Uh, question. Yes. The shot of the burning whatever it with with building looks like a burning building, right? And then Luke. I think it's Luke. Yeah, Luke kneeling he, next to R two. Is that okay? So here's a question for you. I'm looking. I'm, that shot looks to be a reverse angle of the shot of, from The Force Awakens, where we see him put his hand on R two, famously his robot hand. Yeah, is that the same moment? Right. I'm guessing it's it's another view of the same moment that we're going to see in this movie. I'm possibly yeah. If so, in The Force Awakens, it was implicated to me anyway that that was a flashback. Right. Yeah. Is it a flashback? Or is that going to happen in this movie and it was a flash forward? If I were in Vegas and I had to lay money on it, yeah. I would say it's a flashback that will get flushed out in this film. Okay. It will be kind of a Luke explanation to Ray what happened. Because yeah, yeah. obviously not all the questions are going to be answered. Wouldn't be a trilogy if they were. Um, I don't think we will find out who Snoke is. Snoke little, is in this one. A little early yet for that, yeah, um, maybe. I don't... The director, uh, Ryan Johnson, said that Ray's parentage would be addressed in this film, but he didn't say... Confirmed. It would be confirmed. Okay. So, I think we're going to get a little teasers, things that um, bring us along. I'm not... I hope they don't follow... The formula they did for Force Awakens, which yeah. is just kind of make it beat for beat yeah. original Star Wars. I hope they don't try to make this beat for beat Empire. I don't think they um, will. For for two reasons. One, I think Empire's experience that can never be duplicated. Agreed. Uh, biggest plot twist in movie history. Um, I I hope they just don't try to do that again. Yeah, I feel I hope you. They, I hope that they're smart enough to know that they've established, they've reestablished faith and now just kind of go forward and do their own thing. Yep. Totally agree with you. So, yeah. No, dude. I I like I liked the trailer a lot. Yeah, it's um, a good trailer. I was whelmed. I wasn't overwhelmed, 
I wasn't underwhelmed. I enjoyed it for what it was. I was extremely excited for it. Yeah, start, dude. All you gotta say is new Star Wars. I'm and I'm, yeah. in, the, I'm in the theater, so you got me. Back. You okay there? Yeah, back's just a little sore. Uh oh. Um. So yeah, that is it for the case files. I think they st- so. They still haven't announced what that last legacy film is. They haven't. I think yeah, the they said mo- it's the coming money up. on the money's on either a Boba Fett film or an Obi Wan film. Of the two, I'd rather have an Obi Wan film. Yeah, especially since Ewan McGregor is really down to reprise role and as much as you hate the prequels he was good in all three of them he was believable as he did the best he could in all three of them with yeah. what he was given he had a pulse where many did not let's put it that way um, I, I could get on board with that put put that that take on the character in a good movie and i can get down with that hey disney can, can you do us a favor we, we've given you a lot of money we've given you a lot of money and you've been good to us yeah, but can you do us a little favor for this third Star Wars legacy film? Can we just have a film about Han Solo, Chewbacca, and Lando Calrissian meeting up with the Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, hey, slow, whoa, whoa, no, stop, can slow we just, down, Can no. we just have that? No. Can I get Han and Rocket yelling at each other no. and Chewie and group talking back and forth? Yo, Pat Oswalt, no. Don't, don't listen to what my co-host is saying. He doesn't know how to have fun sometimes. Can we get that? Can we at least get a comic book series of that? Can we get that? You might get that. Okay. No, man. These things can't cross over. Why not? No. Why not? Because Star Wars... We don't know what the time frame of Star Wars is. It's a long time ago. By whose chronology? Earth's. Has Earth appeared in a Star Wars film? No, Has Earth it's been a galaxy far, far anywhere away. Anywhere in the Star Wars movies. Has Earth appeared anywhere in the Star no, Wars movies? It's implied. No, so then we, we don't know by whose time long time. It's a galaxy far, yeah. far away, sir. Their, their distant past could be our present. We don't know. No. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say no to that. Well, that being said. Oh, Drew. I'm not going to lie to you. I rolled some tears in this episode. Really? And I watched these episodes at work. So picture me at work sitting at my desk, kind of my head down <laughs> over my phone, grabbing <laughs> tissues. <laughs> yeah. Awkward. Awkward. It's a good episode. Penny and Dime is the name of episode four of season two. It is. We start out with an Irish funeral. Yeah. Yeah. We got to establish that they're Irish. It's very important. Well, you know, the... Corned beef and cabbage and whiskey. I know. I've been. I'm on the record on this already. I miss. I miss the paisans, but gotta keep up with the times, I guess. <laughs> but we get a pecking order to the Irish at this point. Yes, we do. We kind of the uh, the head leprechaun shows up. He showed up, and I'm the racist. <laughs> My I'm God. half Irish. It's okay. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, he shows up from Ireland. Yeah. And he toasts to his dead son. Yep. Then he kills the other guy. Gives him the old basic instinct. To the, to the skull. To the eye. Yeah. Just oh. kind of really just drives it in there. You know, at that point, I figured the whole gang of point people in, that were there to, to, to you know see their friends off in the funeral and all that, and that they, were under, they were probably working for the guy who got stabbed in the face. Maybe someone jumps in? No. No, 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 no. This is the boss. I guess so. This is the boss. But, you know, emotions run high. But, yeah, he, yeah. Um, and, yeah. They, and they hit the streets looking. Yeah. 
Yeah, we get... It's funny because, like, obviously Frank has established his presence, but you can see how he's been very careful to... Keep a low profile? Yes. Yeah. And it's kind of funny that, you know, they found him through the pet shop guy. Yeah, it's, it's never... You and can they never... found where he's living, and they took his dog. Dude, I have I have in my notes here, and I have it more than once. Do not hurt the dog. Don't hurt the dog. You want to piss me off in a movie? You want to you yeah. you make me visibly angry yep. or uncomfortable in a film? Start messing with the dog, and yep. I will... Dude, no, no, we're, we are. I will walk out of movie for that. I don't go to see movies that are about dogs because you know how it's going to end. Dogs going to die. That's different. Like, I, I, I'm with you. I understand. Sometimes some, some some people love the good cry though with the with dog movies. I feel you. I've but, cried enough over real dogs that have passed away. I, I don't know. need to do it in a movie. I know. Me too, man. But no, like, in a, if you want to, if you want to put a villain over, if you really, want, if you really want me to hate not just the villain of the movie, but the movie itself because they put it in there. Go hurt a dog on a movie. I will, dude. I will, yeah. Bad, bad yeah. Stuff puts me in a place. No, I'm I'm right there with you. We we have both grown up with dogs our entire life. We both currently have dogs, but they kidnapped yeah. the dog. That's why I can kind of get behind the concept of the movie John Wick. Yeah, right. Yeah. So he kills his dog and he just rampage. It. I'm like, okay, rampage. That's exactly right, sir. <laughs> I'm two episodes into Archer, by the way. I don't. I I think it's fine. Is this the last season or this current? The current season? one. The I Dreamland. I it's, it's yeah. Good. I haven't seen it. No, it's I, good so far. I don't see it. Till Some it comes people on were Netflix. like, "Yeah, it's underwent." No, it's pretty good. All right. Yeah, it's neat. Good um, Voice kind of went high there for a second. Just yeah, that's good. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they don't they don't hurt. They do kidnap the dog. Yeah, and they they ransack Frank's place, but he's not there because he's smart. Yeah. Um, not one for fancy living. No. Cans of canned beans and the, yep. the, the like. Uh, and then we go to Grotto's funeral. Yeah. And um, there, there's... I've I've had a saying. A friend of mine's brother passed away tragically, suddenly, years back. Went to his funeral and his, the guy's funeral was standing room only. Wow. I've had a saying ever since then. Live a life worthy of standing room only funeral. Well, damn. Grotto, not so much. No. Because the only people there are uh, Frank, Foggy, or... And Karen. Foggy, Matt, and Karen. That's correct. And we have the priest. And the priest. From from season one. Yeah. Um, Sans cappuccino this time. Yes, no cappuccino. Well, it'd be inappropriate for a funeral. Yeah, probably. Well, for during funeral services. Yeah. Um... Matt has a really good conversation with the priest after um, the service and a really, really great line is handed over by the priest. Guilt is the soul's call to action. Yeah, in Matt's case, absolutely yeah. true. <laughs> Matt's feeling guilty because Grotto died. He of course he's feeling guilty. To save him. It's like, Matt, you were in a lose, lose, lose situation yeah. on that rooftop. You were lucky to get out in one piece. Yes. Um, but I just think that's a really, really great line. Um, Matt, Matt's guilt and his kind of, you know, his need to be better, I guess, than Frank. He's, I mean, at this point, yeah. after Frank kind of laid him out verbally, I think Matt's kind of on a mission at this point to prove that he is not like Frank. Yeah. And then his conversations with Officer Mahoney kind of reinforced that too. Matt never really considered the fallout of what he did with taking out the kingpin. Mahoney tells him straight up, 
people like you are making people not trust people like me. Yeah. Cops. We're, you've turned us into mop-up men. Right. Clean-up duty. And Matt's kind of... He way. takes that to heart. Yeah, he does. As we see at the end of the episode. Exactly. Um, yeah, Frank kind of... I don't want to call them truths, but Frank shoved some concepts in Matt's face on that rooftop that maybe Matt either didn't want to acknowledge or had never thought of. Right. Um, and now we see kind of the fallout of that as Matt's kind of in a, in a funk, even for Matt in the beginning of this episode. Um, Also in this episode, we are introduced to Frank's battle van. Well, ish one of one of them, <laughs> not not quite the battle van. The uh, the battle van was kind of a staple of the character in the early late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, it got a trading card. Yes, it did. <laughs> and it appeared in the with the character's appearance in the Spider Man animated series. See, that's how you know it's a thing. <laughs> if it's in a cartoon, it's a thing. There might be a toy for all we know. Oh, I wonder if there's a there toy. There probably is a toy. I think I know what your Christmas present might be. Okay, question for you. Yeah. Before we get continued, who would win in a fight? Frank's battle van? Turtle van. Are we talking about the battle, the battle van that was in this show or just the concept of the battle van? The concept of the battle van. I'm going battle van. Okay. Because turtle van is non-lethal ordnance. Shooting sewer grates at people is non-lethal. Well, they didn't shoot them at people. They shot them at robots. That's true. And the, yeah, that's true. You got a point there. And to be fair, the sewer grate is not necessarily a guided weapon. It's just a straight-on dumb fire. I'll tell you what. You get- I'm, sure, I'm sure Frank has some guided ordinance in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm giving it to Frank's battle van. I'm not going to get disagreement from me. So <laughs> that's, that's fine. Uh, yeah, he's living out of the van down by the river. <laughs> Although, no, not really. 48th and uh, 10th, I believe, is the address. Yes. That's not really down by Well, no, it's by the water, kind of. Yeah, we, anyway. also, we also got some uh, digging around of Karen in this episode. Start snooping around Frank's past. Karen's uh, going off. Uh, she's going into business for herself, Starting as we say. Starting to establish her as having a little, some reporter chops and whatnot. Uh, I wonder what sleuth, that could lead to. Some sleuth chops, sure. Yep. Um trying to see because i actually took more notes for this episode than i have recent episodes um there's you know to be honest there's not a ton but you get in this episode is you get karen investigating excuse me you get karen investigating frank's past based on the file that was left to her in the last episode yeah um you get frank on a rampage more or less well the rampage comes to him, kind rampage. of. Rampage! And then Matt investigating and trying to track yeah. down where Frank is. Matt getting a new suit this episode. Okay, let's talk about that. Did you see the stilts again? The stilts were there. The stilts were, and the chess piece was there, too. Sure was. The stilt and, and the chess piece. as if that wasn't enough, uh, Melvin Potter decides to say, like, hey, I got some protection. Jeez, you never know. A lot of guys coming around asking yeah. for ordinance these days. Check it out. He's got the gladiator shirt on. Unfortunately, it wasn't bright yellow. It, there was yellow in it, though. There's yellow in it. It's enough for me. Still better than the Iron Fist costume. What Iron Fist costume? <laughs> Dude, I tell you, throw me a costume, and I might not hate the show as much. Yeah. A little costume goes a long way. It does. It does. You never realize how much until you don't have it. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Anyway, back to the good show. What, what do you think of the redesign of the costume for this season? It's good. 
Yeah. Still good. You know what's weird? I, I said it before. Uh, people, we were iffy on the suit in the first season. For whatever reason, it just didn't, it was like, people didn't have the strong react. They were kind of like, I don't know. If they, it's, it's okay, but eh. Then when we saw it again in the f- first episode of season two, I was like, oh, no, it looks fine. It's good. Like, it looks yeah. good. I think they might retooled it a little bit. That they, in between seasons. Maybe. Subtly. But it's yeah. basically the same. Now the new one, fine. Looks looks cool. They yeah. refined the headpiece a little bit. It's a little mm-hmm. more aerodynamic and streamlined, yep. and it, it, it looks... A little more single-piece looking than just kind of plates yeah. stitched together. It's, it's Daredevil, man. Yeah. I My only gripe, Melvin, next time, season three suit, put the DD on the chest. Come on. Give me, come on. <laughs> I know it's gimmicky, but come on. You can do it. Paint the rest of those black pieces red and just... Yeah, it is getting. And you know what? They kind of established Melvin as the personality that would do that. Yeah, right, right, right. He's yeah. He he would get fascinated by that kind of thing. We can hope. We can hope. He's now that he's more established as Daredevil. Yeah. Anyway, it's a good suit though. No, he looks he looks good. Yeah. Iron Fist. What's your excuse? Matt's got a suit. Matt's got two. Wasn't like the third episode they could have justified putting him in the suit. There were several opportunities. Yeah. No, no. Danny Rand. He's Danny Rand. He sure is Danny Rand. Uh, okay, so let's... Speaking of, speaking of suits, just real quick. Do you think... It, I, it, I'm assuming it's very intentional. Did they Were they intentionally going for a uh, Robert De Niro in Taxi Driver sort of look for Frank in this episode? And... Um, I don't think... Going to make a confession. Okay. Never seen Taxi Driver. Oh. Seen episodes of Taxi. No, I've very, never seen Taxi Driver. Very different. <laughs> uh, the, co- um, the coat look. No, no, I get, the, no, the I get the look. Similar. Yeah, no, I get the look. Um, I think it may have been a spiritual inspiration, but I think that for a character that they're establishing Frank to be, his clothing is functional. You, yeah. Not very, fashionable. Very utilitarian. Like the coat. Looks a little bulky, which means either it's got a lot of cargo carrying capacity yep. or it's housing some protection. Probably. So, yeah. Okay. It just stuck out to me a little yep. bit. Knowing so, the makers of this show wouldn't yeah. surprise me. Yeah. Uh, let's get to the heart of this matter. So, Frank is snatched up at the Ferris wheel. Uh, the carousel. Yeah. Carousel. Um, invented... Not too far away from here in North Tonawanda. Really? Yeah. You didn't know that? Didn't know that. There's a whole museum. Dedicated to carousels. Yeah. In North Tonawanda. It's, it's nice. It's a quick little, you know. The like, more you know. Yeah. Hour trip and whatnot. Or no, not an hour trip to it, but like you spend about an hour there. Just need a little history about the area. Huh. Um, something we don't ever really talk about in the show, but I noticed in this episode, um, in that that brief moment where the carousel shut down, all the people left, uh, the Foley work. Ah, okay. Of Which is sound effects night, for those of you that don't yeah, know. The night sounds, crickets, cicadas, whatnot, for yeah. the summertime. Really felt right. Really sounded great. And it just popped out to me this episode. Those people probably never get any recognition, so yeah, props to them. And maybe we should send them a link to this show because... We we are applauding the Foley work, sir. Yes, yes. Foley artists everywhere right now are going like, finally. <laughs> Not everyone can be Ben Burt. Thank you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so the phrase "don't shoot" doesn't quite apply to Frank. No, because that one guy um, made the unfortunate mistake of saying, "We need him alive. Don't shoot." 
So Frank was like, oh. I will kill all of you now. <laughs> that will require a tetanus shot. Well, Frank did get a tetanus shot, technically. Yeah, they and, and he got some stuff that will require a tetanus shot. Yeah. Most likely. So the Irish snatch up Frank and bring him back for interrogation because dude wants his money back. Yeah. When Frank hit the hit the Irish in the first episode, he killed them all and took the briefcase full of money. I believe it was $1.2 million, Yeah. I believe it's the amount. Um we see another level of Frank, yet another level well, of Frank. Let's put, I got a couple notes about like the whole capture of Frank and all that stuff. Now, I don't know that he intended on being captured. Then again, okay, here's, what, here's, here's, you, you here's can, why. You can kind of look at it both ways because when they went to his apartment. He purposely left the, 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 the Central Park Carousel yeah. tickets on clear as day to see. Yeah. Which indicated to them where he would be, et cetera. Also, there was that scene, and I thought, oh, Frank's patching himself up. No. no. <laughs> apparently, the coat didn't have enough pockets. He was <laughs> prepping, apparently, for something to happen later. Yeah, so I think it was his plan to get caught. Okay, here's my, here's my here, all I'm going to say, and this is a nitpick, but I'll take it for what it's worth. He's lucky that those guys decided to use tape. When they tied him up in the chair and yeah. got chains yeah. or handcuffs. Yeah. Because when he, spoilers, when he pulls the razor blade out oh. of his own, that he put oh. the, that he put in his own arm, knowing he'd be captured, he's lucky that that razor blade could cut the tape. That's all yeah. I'm going to say. Val points her. I, I like how the, the boss takes the pills. He's like, they're for my nerves. And Frank's like, do I look nervous to you? <laughs> Frank is cool as a cucumber, man. Frank is cool as a cucumber, even perspectively cool while having a drill put through his foot. That's going to require some medical attention, dude. Yeah. And that's not to say we don't even know what happened to him after that because they cut away. Yeah. 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 Oh. That's messed up. Uh, can I actually... So, in the first season of Daredevil... We got an escalation of violence to the likes of which I certainly did not expect to see when Kingpin slammed that guy's head into the do- into the car door until yeah. it literally exploded. Um, this episode might come up a notch in terms of the graphic, oh my god, that just happened meter. I, I don't think it came up a notch because remember, we saw the guy's brains spill down through. But it was still like... It's it's air quotes off panel if you know what I'm saying. It, the way no, they, no, they, those no, 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 they were, but you didn't. I think you, you don't you don't see it, and then you see it. Okay, I'm just gonna get out of the way. Frank shot the guy in the face with a shotgun, and they show it. I think the the car door scene and these scenes are on the same step. I think later on in the season. The prison fight. Oh is yeah. When oh yeah. It steps it up a notch. Either way though. Shotgun. Yeah, to the face. Face. You don't bounce back from that. No. Nope. Uh, like, it's one thing to do it and just imply it. No, no, no. This face explodes. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Wow. So, Matt shows up. Just in time. Just in time. <laughs> oh, and- I, I should point out, um, Frank, Frank uh, did set an additional trap. And he only sprung the additional trap when these 
rat punk jerk Irishman, we're going to kill the dog. Yeah. Yeah. And now this is how you know Frank will murder, maim, destroy, and ruin you and your family and everyone that you that you know if you're a bad guy. But I know he's a good guy. You know how I know that? Because <laughs> he will not tolerate someone messing with a dog. Yeah. Me and Frank are, see. And they weren't see? just going to kill the dog. They were going to do all the same stuff to the dog that they were doing right. Frank. That's right. So. You want to want, you see. You, I'm not going to say the guy deserved the shotgun in the face, but he had it coming. He, so you, you wonder why I punished my favorite character? This <laughs> went up a couple notches in that moment. So. Do not hurt the dog. Yeah. Frank. Matt shows up. Yes. Matt loves his hallways. Yeah. Loves the hallways. <laughs> does his best work in a hallway. He really does. Uh, just some really cool scene of Matt taking out the guards. So, again, man. Billy club work. Billy club work. Uh, ricochet in the kitchen. Yeah. All of yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, insisting, of course, that Frank does not kill anyone. Yeah. Um, these fight scenes are better than anything in Iron Fist. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Far and away. Okay. Just putting that out there. Yep. A show about a guy who's a martial artist. No, no. I, I get you. Has worse fight scenes than Daredevil. Man, I know we've said before, but imagine if we did Iron Fist instead of Daredevil season two. See, listeners, those of you who wanted us to do Iron Fist. Yep. Tr- trust us. To be fair, at the time that the decision was being made, we anticipated Iron Fist being good. We I had no reason to think it wasn't going to be good. We made the right call. Well, no, I'm not definitely... And it's proving to be an amazing yeah. juxtaposition. <laughs> um, I want to talk about, obviously, the cemetery scene. Okay. Um, are, we, are we there yet? Well, I guess we're there yet. We're pretty much there. We're pretty much there. Frank and Frank and Matt escape. Yeah. And uh, then we get the whole soliloquy. Yeah. Oh, man. So, again, this is my third time going through this season. There's... There's three levels that you can understand what Frank is talking about in this scene in the cemetery. There's level of the casual viewer who like, I wouldn't say casual, but level of the fan that, you know, loves this character has read this character for years and can really understand where the character is coming from. Next level up is if you're a parent. Sure. You understand the speech on a whole new level. The third level up, level that I hope neither one of us ever reach, is level of a soldier who's come home and is a parent. Because Frank talking about the love between him and his kids and his family and everything he experienced when he came home from war is kind of what got me rolling tears, mm. especially when we talked about what happened to them. Because when you become a parent, the world becomes a lot scarier really quick. Sure. Because there's a lot more things to be fearful of. And it becomes, for you, how difficult it is watching something happen to a dog on the screen. For me now, it's that level of difficult watching something happen to a kid on the screen because your brain can't help but think, but for the grace of God goes my child. Sure. So hearing that speech and just the amazing performance John Barenthal gives. 
it, it's Emmy worthy performance. It is. He kills it here. At the same time, Charlie Cox gives an equally good performance just through motion. Cause all he does is listen. He just like kind of sits down with him and listens. And just the like the expressions that you get from him with half his face covered. Mm-hmm. Him rolling a tear at what Frank's saying because he's finally starting to understand who this a guy little is. bit more who he is. Right. And I think in a lot of ways here, Frank's done. I think uh, almost he almost makes it sound like he's come to a point where he's not going to be able to go any further because the boss guy didn't even know who he was. It just seems like the way he's playing the scene, it just seems like he even says, like, I'm... I'm done. I'm tired. Yeah. So it's almost like the Punisher goes into, for lack of a better phrase, a coma for a little bit. And there's just mm. this shell of Frank Castle left who's willing to accept whatever comes consequence-wise and whatnot. Well, we'll see how that plays out. I don't disagree. Yeah, I guess. And that, to be to be fair, that's almost a critique for me in this episode. Because if you're going to call him the Punisher, I guess I want my Punisher to be fully formed, and this is still kind of proto-Punisher. Yeah, because That's he's fine. not calling himself the Punisher. No, yet. no, the media's dubbed him that. Other that. people are calling right. him Punisher. That's fine. Um, I like my Punisher full, fully formed, emotionally hardened. He would never give that soliloquy. But this version, being early, being, you know, proto, he's still kind of clay. He's not quite a statue yet. Yeah. Uh, it's great. And it tells you everything you need to know before he takes the next step. And it's fantastic. Like, it is riveting stuff. Uh, and in a way, yeah, it, he is done. Well, Frank Castle is done. Yeah. For whatever it's worth. And I guess he does kind of resign himself to whatever at that point. He doesn't mm-hmm. fully just commit to being the Punisher right then. That's that's to come, I suppose. But... Uh, yeah, I, I guess that's my only critique, is that I if, if we're going to go Punisher, I, I would have liked him to have been already there. But you know what? To introduce people to him, to get some kind of some kind of emotional connection to the character, yeah. to make him a protagonist of some kind. Especially in his own series coming up. Right. That you, you have, have to have give somewhat s- level of sympathy for him. Sure. But now, well, yeah, we'll see. And again, we're going to see how it goes. All I can say is in his own series, I don't want any more of that. I don't think we'll get much more. It's time to, to say, you know what? This is who he is. We've got Skull. Let's put him up against the the bad people, the dog yeah. killers. <laughs> yep. Uh, we're episode where he just goes full John Wick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For a season or whatever. But yeah, now Burnthaw kills this episode, yeah. dude. It's great. Um, And Charlie Cox, too. Props to him for that. Yeah. Just, he had to sit there and listen, and he could have, you know... Give it to give it to an actor who doesn't just sit there and not do anything while the other guy talks. No, he motions and he sits down and yeah, he is... listens and he responds in the right ways. It's good stuff. It's all good stuff. Fantastic ending to the well, not that not even the end of the episode. Yeah. Fantastic scene. Uh before we get into the end of the episode. One more critique I have. Okay. It's a clever visual that they did with the X ray of the skull and all that stuff yeah. with him, and I don't need him to be 
shot in the head and miraculously survive and all that business. You know why? Here's why. Yeah, no, I get that. It's like they're trying to make him into more than a man. Right. And here's another reason why I don't like that. It it gives me a little bit more. This this came first, so I guess it started here. It leaves me, not me because I know, but people who aren't familiar with the characters necessarily. It's that whole Misty Knight thing. Wait. Does he have like powers because of this? Can yeah, I, you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, no, I get that. I get that. Leave that out. You're not adding anything to yeah. him here. I like. I the, mean, even though Frank was also caught in the crossfire that claimed his family, and sure, received injuries from. Wasn't he in a coma in the comics he was. for a while? Yeah, okay. he got messed up. But that's yeah. an, isn't that he enough? Better. I don't. I don't need the. You know, oh, no, he I got shot you. in the head. So, because by getting him shot in the head, now now you're thinking like, oh, well, now he's psycho- psychologically unhinged. Some sort of spiritual avenger. Spiritual, not even that, <laughs> but just like, oh, well, With you know. With his ghost gun. He was, like, I, I want to, like, he was normal until he got shot yeah. in the head. And, and the again, as a Punisher fan, no. Don't need it. He didn't need it. Yeah. He was always this way. The killing, the killing of his family just brought just it out. Opened the door. Exactly. And that's, you know. That's how I want it. But yeah. what? But anyway, so Matt and Karen finally. Uh, finally, that, that was my only note for that. Finally, yeah, Matt and Karen hook up. Well, they don't hook up, but they at least kiss. Well, we've, we've got the the connection. The con- they oh. made a love connection. Well, they've been teasing it for. Yeah, they have. So they finally act on it. Yep. Matt's feeling pretty good. Matt's feeling good, but as Matt Murdoch's life is to normally go, he goes upstairs after after getting a kiss on. Dude, and I want to put this out there. I was uh, in my spoiler-free mode for this whole season when it was coming out. Yeah. So I had no idea this was coming. You didn't know Electra was in the series? Nope. Electra. I marked out hard. How did you get through? Because they marketed it as Punisher. And as soon as I knew that, when the, before the details came out, I went into went. shutdown mode. Okay, I'm in. Punisher Daredevil. Go. Didn't read anything. Didn't didn't I I avoided everything. So when this happened, I was just like, oh, we're going here now. <laughs> and that is exciting because yep. I not for nothing, I really like well, I gotta see how it plays watching it again. But I like the angle they take with Electra. Yeah. Yeah. And we get the hand. A lot of stuff happens. Some people don't like the hand in this. Love show. the hand. Love the hand. Ninja fights. Yeah. Always down for more ninja fights. Good episode. Great episode. Yeah. Like how do you how do you follow up episode three? This is how you follow up episode three. This show um, though. <sighs> this show compared to Iron <laughs> Fist. It's not even fair. It's it's really not. I'm I'm surprised how much Marvel misstepped with Iron Fist. It's it's kind of stat and do I want to Jessica Jones? It's good. Is good. No, it's hang on. It's good, but even it's not. It's it's got flaw. It's got it's got a little more Iron Fist than it does Daredevil in it. I think because of the character that Jessica is and the story they were drawing from, it didn't have the opportunity. To kind of go down the roll road that Daredevil went down. Yeah, uh, I, I Jessica, think- I, you know, this season of Daredevil is drawing from like vintage Miller, uh, yeah, yeah, Ramita Junior stuff like that. Sure, 
Whereas the story that they're drawing from with Jessica Jones is less than 10 years old and is a very grounded. It's not so much that it's 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 the some certain elements that I feel are more fist than Daredevil. So like like the guy who plays Nuke. I hate, yeah, I hated him. I thought he was a bad actor. I, I, I just it, he did. He rang really false to me. Nuke and, is not a character that requires an Academy Award winning. No, actor but his play. he just his performance irked me. It was like eh, this guy. And then when they finally revealed who he was, I'm like, oh, OK, well. Well, maybe you need to watch again. Yeah, no, I don't, and and I will. But uh, it, so like that's that's that, and then Luke Cage is like, I would put the first half of Luke Cage yeah. on on par with some of the best of Daredevil. Maybe not quite as high, but some of it, like yeah, the, the, the it's cotton, in the conversation. The Cottonmouth episode for damn sure. Yeah, uh, and then it takes the then it takes the hard turn. So like, there's there seems to be. After Daredevil season two, it feels like there's risky quality changes, and I hope that doesn't bode to be like a. I hope that's not going to be the thing that we should expect for Daredevil season three. Yeah, I think I think we can have confidence in Daredevil season three. I hope uh, so. Defenders I, is only eight episodes long. Okay, so if they have pacing problems when they're only doing eight episodes, yeesh. and fight um, choreography problems, etc. You know, like. I, I I want it all to be like this. No, I, want I, know. It, I want it all to be like Daredevil. Because Daredevil see, not, rules. Not everything can be the best. I know. Because if everything's the best, then you don't appreciate how good yeah, yeah, the good yeah. is. I'm appreciating Daredevil right now, I'll tell you that. It's the sweet, <laughs> sweet stuff. <laughs> Rub it on my gums. Sweet, sweet can. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Precious Venus. All right, folks. <laughs> that about does it here for us. Another epic length. We went off there today. Devils do. A lot of content it. today. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Hopefully no major announcements next week. And <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> All right, folks. We appreciate you listening to us. If you'd like to reach out to the show with the questions, comments, suggestions, you can reach us on Twitter at Devils Do Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devils Do Pod. You can email us at thedevilsdopod at gmail.com or you can find all these resources at thedevilsdopodcast.com That being said, Drew, any last thoughts? Do I or don't I watch another episode of Iron Fist tonight? I think you're in a good place mentally right now. Maybe, maybe. So no, so no in other words. Yeah. I got a better call Saul on the DVR. I got to watch that. Yeah. So that, that's going to put me in a happy place. Watch more Voltron. Could, could, yeah, maybe. They're only half hour episodes now. Even better. Come out. Could uh, uh, start into Badlands. I, uh, I'll put that on the list. Could uh, could watch uh, Spectrum. Keep telling you about that. Lots of. I need more time. I, th- I think the point I'm making here is you never really kind of explore things. I suggest. I need more time. I need. Yeah. I need. I need a clone. <laughs> you need to go to multiplicity right yes i need a doug i need drew too see the way to go with that is, is not so much clone if you could only do like multiple man yeah because then i could reabsorb and gain all the knowledge yes yeah that's the way to do it it is the way to do it actually jamie madrox had it right I believe he's dead now though so, that's yeah. so lame so lame. anyway sorry yeah all right <laughs> we're about to go off on her that's a that's a whole episode. This episode. What the hell's wrong this, with that? This episode. Oh my god. All right, folks. Thanks for joining us. 
Court Vision.